It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The losing streak is over, done, finished. But more importantly, the Orlando Magic showed us exactly who Jamal Mosley has always said they are. Yeah, there's a lot to clean up. We'll get to that. The Orlando Magic are winners tonight, and we're going to enjoy it here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is December 8th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic snap their nine-game losing streak finally on the right side. And the way they did it was stressful, fun, exciting, frustrating, interesting, lots of ings. It was a win. And that's all that matters in the end. A 116-111 overtime win over the LA Clippers. We'll break that game down and explain the resilience that the Orlando Magic showed. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're your first listener of the day, whether you listen to us right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's where we're missing right there. Um, so, if you tuned in to the start of this Magic game on Wednesday night, um, you probably, you know, I had several people say, uh, I'm going to click this off. This is not looking good. And, and and the Magic certainly did not look good. They looked a little bit lost and rat- rattled defensively, disorganized defensively, just not communicating well, sitting back in a 2-3 zone and getting torched. Um, you know, again, there, there there's a lot to say about the tactics the Magic used and the decisions the Magic made uh, tactically uh, at the beginning of this game. The Magic trailed by 18 points at the end of the first quarter. They gave up six three-pointers. And they were shooting a red-hot 4 for, I think, 4 for 24. I could pull up the stats, but it was bad. It was 4 for 20, whatever it was. They had six turnovers. It was really, really bad. And and, and not, you know, the kind of effort that you want, wanted to see from this team. Um, if I had a goal, win or loss from this game, I thought the most important thing for the Orlando Magic to do in this game was to come back with the same effort, focus, and intensity they brought Monday. Monday against Milwaukee... The Bucks beat them exactly how they wanted them to be to be beaten. Um, the Magic, I thought, played a really great game plan. They played really focused. They played really in tune. And they just got beat because they couldn't hit any shots. There were some critical shots at critical moments that they did not hit. You can live with that. And, and I think that was the general vibe that you got was, okay, the Magic felt like they played a very good game. 
they didn't make the shots. They didn't score the points they needed to, to beat a very good Milwaukee team. They could live with that. Of course, the problem with young teams and the problem we've seen from this team specifically, um, it's not unique to this team, is the inconsistency. Uh, the inconsistency of focus, the inconsistency of attention to detail, uh, the, just, just, just inconsistency. And that is what we needed to see carryover. And in the first quarter, we didn't see that. Um, the Magic didn't execute well. You know, their game, they didn't, they weren't really in tune with the game plan. But boy, did that flip in the second quarter. Did that flip for the rest of the game? As bad as Orlando played offensively through parts of the fir- through the first quarter and parts of the third quarter, they were on it defensively the rest of the game. Through the end of the through the end of the first quarter through overtime, Magic gave up a deep an offensive rating of ninety seven and a half points per one hundred possessions by uh, at least by what I saw on NBA.com. Uh, it's somewhere between ninety six and ninety seven, which to say the least is incredible. And, and I was at the Amway Center. Their defense was legitimately really good. Um, again, except for a stretch at the beginning of the third when they went back down by 15, they slowly just chipped into this lead. And 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 honestly, that's the part that I really want to focus on. It's not that Orlando erased an 18-point deficit. It's not that Orlando erased a 15-point deficit in the second half. It's that they still couldn't shoot the ball. They were sub-40% shooting until uh, until midway through the fourth quarter. They still couldn't shoot the ball, and yet they're just chipping away at that lead. They're just going and going and going and going and going and going until finally they were back in it and, and, and took the lead in the fourth quarter. Um, took the lead really on, 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 on the kind of bell play you want to see. Caleb Houston stealing an outlet pass, getting to the basket, draw, making a layup, drawing the foul, giving Orlando the lead. Um, there's, you know, there, there were several just really nice plays throughout the whole roster and plenty of guys who bounced back. We're going to get to them when we, uh, when we go through the box score toward the end of the show. This is so central. Do the magic want to be, um, you know, forget, you know, we'll forget everything else. The magic or Jamal Mosley has constantly described this team as being resilient, and, and like so many other things with this group, and, and again, we're talking about a six and twenty team. So, yes, you know, it's it's there's there's a lot of work to do. Resilient is certainly an adjective we can use to describe this team and their fight at times, but it's not been one we can use recently. And a lot of things that I think this team wants wants to come together this year. We're on display on that court Wednesday night against the Clippers. Um, you know, again, yes, it's a breakthrough win. It snaps a nine-game losing streak. It feels big. But it feels big because of the way that this win went down. It feels big because Orlando had to respond to this big hole they dug themselves. They had to grit their teeth and grind this game out because they couldn't hit a shot. But they forced the Clippers to not hit shots either. They got after them. They turned the ball over. They got out in transition. They, they, they contested everything. And the rebounding wasn't perfect either. But they made big rebounds. They made mistakes down the stretch as they are wont to do. They had a, a five-point lead, I think, um, late in the fourth quarter. They gave that up. They had a chance to win the game at the foul line. Markel Fultz split a pair of free throws. 
They were able to get a stop, force overtime. Um, there was a lot of things that were that was put in Orlando's way. But Jamal Mosley really kind of said the most important thing. As the Magic were coming back, as the Magic were trailing, it was the players telling each other, hey, they're going to let us back in this game. Keep grinding. Don't feel like you have to get it all in one play. Mosley at least, Mosley at least claimed it was the players that were making these messages, that were sending these messages, that were saying these things to spur each other on. And to him, that's the accountability they're looking for. You know, remember that we talked about that in the offseason about accountability, about holding each other to, to holding each other to a standard. This was that in action. And you know, again, what, what's really I think interesting and fun and special about this team is they do really have each other's back. They made mistakes. You know, Paolo Bancaro entered uh, had a lane violation in a close game that you just cannot have. Um, Marco Fultz split those free throws. He turned the ball over late in overtime. Um, you know, they gave up an offensive rebound on on a Nevitsa Zubas three point play. He ended up going back to Magic, who had a three point lead. Um, entering that play, nearly gave it all up. Nearly had like a four point possession, but they they came out with it on a, on a tie. They made plays to win this game. Down by one point after Nicholas Batum three. The Magic ran a play that they ran toward the end of regulation, but this time gave it to Paolo Bancaro, and Bancaro, who struggled shooting all night long, attacked immediately, got a foul, got to the line, made two free throws, gave the Magic the lead for good. And then, in what honestly is the play of the night, the game-winning play to me, Orlando forced a five-second violation off the ins- after the ensuing timeout. They went back to the line. Bancaro made six free throws to seal this game, make it a 116-111 victory. But Orlando just Orlando made these plays because they were determined to win. And that's that's what's important here. Forget the big plays, forget the big shots. It's that the magic responded every time the Clippers asked them to. They responded. Because they were taking ownership of this team. We'll talk a little bit more about some kind of the long-term implications of of this game um, and and the areas where the Magic can still get better. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is, we're, we're all on LinkedIn. It's, it's one of, it's, if not the largest, it is one of the largest professional networks out there. We were all encouraged to get it in college by our college, by our career counselors. We're all on there. If you're looking to find a job, if you're looking to hire someone, LinkedIn is where you need to go. So if you're looking to hire someone, Add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. 
So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories of sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I think I think one of the big messages, you know, again, let's 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 take this game then in the bigger context. Um yes. Some great plays. You know, Marco Fultz made some big plays. Uh, Bo Wagner made some incredible plays. Bull Bull, you know, was both... Uh, was, was was huge. We're going to get to him here in a bit. In a minute. Um, down the stretch, Franz Wagner made some big plays, made some big shots, made some bad bad decisions too. Paolo Bancaro made some huge plays. Everyone had a role to play in this game. Um, and, and again, like I said... What was really what's really important, kind of for the long term, is the resiliency the Magic showed defensively. This team has struggled defensively since Wendell Carter went out. They're I think 28th in the league in defensive rating uh, since Wendell Carter left. Since the Chicago game, since this losing streak started, they have really struggled to defend and really struggled to kind of find themselves defensively. Whether that's because the lineups don't work, whether that's because you know they don't have a lot of plus defenders, whether that is some fatigue from having to carry so much weight. Um, it, it's been a struggle. But the Magic got down and defended. And and and, and really kind of, again, the message after the game, you know, from Paolo, from Bowl, uh, was, you know, if we do what we know we have to do, if we defend at a high level, if we, you know, kind of stick to this game plan, we can beat anybody. And, and that's a confidence that this team has had throughout the whole season. You know, we know what we sit here. The reason why we're so disappointed with the six and twenty record, we we knew this would be a tough season record-wise. But the reason why we're really disappointed with the six and twenty record is because we know how talented this team is and how talented this team can be. We know they have that extra gear in them, that they have that extra little bit in them, and we just haven't seen it come forward yet, or we haven't seen it play out consistently yet. This is a game that shows that that's possible. This is a game that gives that proof of concept. And and, and and that proof is really, really important. You know, Mo Wagner said it after the game. Everyone kind of talked about it after the game. To have this kind of an effort, to have this kind of a game where so much was thrown in their way. So many things went wrong. And yet, they always had a response. And yet, they always fought back. And, and, and not only this time fought back, but fought back and won... That's vital for a young team. That's vital for a young team's confidence. Um, my big concern 
you know, a lot of people, a lot of teams, everyone loves to say process over results. And and really that means you do the right things more often than not. Yeah, you might lose a few games here and there because of random happenstance. If you do the right things more often than not, you're going to win. That's, you know, the kind of the Spurs mantra, process over results. It's, it, that's, that's you, you focus on the process. You focus on doing the right things every day. The results will take care of themselves. You'll, you'll have some random variance here and there, but the results will take care of themselves. This is a Magic team that hasn't done the right things all the time, but when they did do the right thing Monday, they didn't get the result. Or when they do the right thing sometimes, they aren't getting the results. And, and so it's easy for a veteran team to understand the ups and downs of a season. It's much harder for a young team to understand that. And so to, to do so many, to do, do a lot of things wrong, don't get me wrong, to do a lot of things wrong, but come back every time, to buckle in and focus up defensively, to, uh, to make mistakes but answer the call. That's exactly what the Magic have been asking for all year. When, when we talk about leveling up like the Magic have been talking about all year, we're talking about limiting mistakes, not repeating mistakes, recovering from mistakes, and staying in the moment, staying in the game. Not, not necessarily playing the score, but playing the situation and executing and doing well. Like, look... I hated the Magic shot selection down the stretch. Markel Fultz, I did not like the shot he took to end the game at the end of regulation. Um, you know, he made, a, he made a bad turnover that you, that you have to live with. I did not like some of Franz Wagner's shots down the stretch. There were bad decisions made. But those bad decisions, rarely, they did occasionally, rarely became two bad decisions, became a mistake, became a second mistake. They rarely cascaded the way that they have been during this losing streak. You know, when I've been critical of this team, it's because they're not holding themselves or they're not playing to the standard that we expected them to. It's not that they're winning or losing. Like, winning matters. I want them to win. I, you know, that is a great judge of whether they're making the progress we all think they need to make. But whether they win or lose is secondary to whether they learn their lessons whether they're improving as a team, whether they are getting what's being taught. There's not been a lot of that. After the Toronto game, I said it plain and simple. Being non-competitive is not an option. Lose every game by two points at the buzzer. That's good. We want that. That means we're in games. We're, we're doing all the right things and just not getting quite there. Losing games by 20 doesn't help anybody. This Magic team understood that in this game. And that's why, that's why the Milwaukee game was one worth celebrating. Is, is, is they fought back, they, did a, they made mistakes, but they did a lot of things well to recover from those mistakes. In this game, they made mistakes, they recovered from those mistakes, they pushed through those mistakes, they made big plays, they made good plays, they put themselves in a position to win the game, and when it came down to winning time, they made plays they needed. They got stops, most importantly, and they made plays they needed to make to win the game. That's exactly what you want to see. That's exactly what this team needs to do. And so this is a game of tremendous growth. Again, the takeaway that I have is that resiliency that Jamal Mosley's talked about so much, we saw it on the court. And it was the players, it was the team's leaders, it was the, it was the guys on the court, the guys on the bench 
who took ownership of that. This was a game where the Magic leveled up. This is a game where the Magic did the thing that they needed to do and that they need to do consistently. And so now it's about doing it again. Doing it again, doing it again, doing it again. We've had two two good games like this. The Milwaukee game was a good game. Um, you know, I know some people were critical of that because they were like, oh, they went down by 18. You know, they, 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 they ended up still losing the game. But you watch that game. The Magic fought. They played with great effort. They were really in tune with the game plan. The Bucks made the shots that the Magic wanted them to make or wanted them to take. Uh, and Orlando just couldn't hit the shots to match them. That almost happened again here. First quarter was awful for this Magic team. They did not bring the, the right approach in the first quarter. If the Magic did, they, this, this doesn't go to overtime, obviously. But Orlando stuck with it. They showed that resiliency. They showed that progression. And they got a win. And so now it's about doing it again. Same intensity, same focus, same attention to detail, same stick to same living in the moment, same resilience. Doing it again against a very good Toronto team on Friday. We're going to go over the box. We'll talk about some of the areas where the Magic could get better. Struggled a little bit in this game because there's a lot of struggle in this game. It's a rock fight as we expected with two of the worst offensive teams in the league. Plus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on minute restrictions. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Orlando Magic defeat the LA Clippers 116 to 111 in overtime. Uh, again, just a just a really really nice win for the Orlando Magic. I I I I was so happy. I, I was at the game. Just I love a good defensive battle. I, I I love teams when they're playing really good defense because it's just it's just all energy. You know, again, yeah, it's attention to detail. Yeah, it's all that stuff. But when teams are really locked in defensively. Those are the teams that are fun to watch. Um, I'm sorry. I know everyone loves scoring, but defensive teams are the ones that are fun to watch. Um, and, and, you know, look, there's still a lot that the Magic need to clean up defensively. I think their closeouts were jet, were really good, but occasionally they'd get turned around. Occasionally they get beat off the dribble. Um, the Clippers made a really nice... Uh, uh, the Magic zone defense is a disaster still. Um, I get why the Magic are running it. Um, some of it is to, I think, cover for, for Bull Bull and some of his defensive shortcomings. Some of it is I think the Magic want to give it a serious look and just understand whether it works or not. And so if they're sticking with it longer than they should and that costs them a little bit, um, it's it's not for this season, um, to be perfectly honest. It's not for, for this, this season. But again, it, it's it, there's, there's a level of defensive communication that has to be better with this team overall. But Orlando really tightened those screws and, and got going. Uh, in that second half, it was it was really really, especially in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, especially, it was really really impressive to watch this team work and watch this team 
kind of build that momentum and build the way that they needed to build. Um, there, there are a lot of heroes in this game. Um, and, 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 and again, you look at, you look at the numbers, the magic, the magic starters do end up with a negative plus minus the bench really was the group that saved this team. So I want to start with the bench. Um, Cole Anthony leading the way off the bench, 13 points, five for 13 shooting two for five, uh, from beyond the arc, four assists, no turnovers. Um, definitely a struggle for Cole shooting wise. He was wearing glasses. He was wearing shades early in the game. He dumped them midway through the game. Um, you know, Second quarter, Cole gave this team a really good offensive offensive push. Um, they needed someone who could just kind of score and create and get get into the lane. The Clippers are a really good defensive team. They did a great job keeping the Magic out of the lane and, and really making the Magic work to get good shots and work to get their offense going. And Orlando was forcing things a little bit early on and 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 missed some open shots early that you know would have given them a little bit of confidence. Um, it, it was a, it was an uphill climb, and I think Cole especially did a really good job kind of getting the magic, getting the machinery moving a little bit offensively. Um, the shot wasn't consistent at all, though. It, it wasn't there. Um, but I would say with Cole, the two, impressive thing about his last two games is the no turnovers. Um, he is helping move the ball. Again, maybe looking for a shot a little too much sometimes, which I don't mind. That's that's his nature. That's, that's his role as a sixth man now. Um, but overall, you know, I think he... I, I, first, first off... He second off because I've already talked first off. Um, he competed really hard defensively in this game. Um, you know, again, he's not a, a great defender, and I, he'll be the first one to tell you that. He competed really hard. E- like everyone off this bench competed really hard defensively. Um, Mo Bamba back back for the first time with uh, after the back spasms. Eight points, three for six shooting, two for three from deep. He really helped the offense get loose too. Four rebounds, a block. Competed really hard defensively. Totally outmatched against Savitza Zubas. Uh, you know, again, just maybe putting uh, even Moses Brown was able to muscle him around a little bit. He competed really hard and put himself in a position to make an impact defensively. You know, people are still kind of hard on Admiral Schofield. Another really nice game: nine points, four for seven shooting. Not having to play center, you could see why the Magic like him. Uh, he, he he can shoot a little bit, but just really solid defensively. Got after people. I, I really like this game. The Magic turned to Kevon Harris for a little bit as a defensive specialist uh, in the second and fourth quarters. He played some in overtime, too. Caleb Houston with five points. Just, uh, again, just an overall, everyone on this team, Some everyone made a contribution somewhere, especially on the defensive end. But we got to talk a little bit about the starters. Um, the energy for the game came from Mo Wagner. 20 points, 7 for 13 shooting. 5 for 5 from the foul line. 13 rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds. Dude was everywhere. Um, you know, again, defensively, you know, the Magic use them in drop coverage, but it's a little bit more of an aggressive drop than they would with Mo or they would with Bull. Um, they do trust him to set a good line, you know, take a charge when he needs to take a charge. Um, you know, he's not blitz, he's not blitzing. He's not kind of coming up and, and guarding the perimeter like they might with Wendell Carter. Um, he's not switching as much. But Mo Wagner provided just a ton of energy. Um, big dunks that really energize the offense a little bit. Um, really finishing well around the basket. This is a guy that, you know, the Magic the, the magic made the right call starting Mo Wagner because he just gives him such a good boost of energy and it's it's going to be hard to sit him it, when Wendell Carter comes back. There's going to be a big decision rotation-wise to come there. Uh, magic led in scoring by Paolo Bancaro. He had 10 of his 23 points in the fourth, in overtime, 5 for 13 shooting, 13 for 14 from the foul line, 5 rebounds. Um, 
Paolo said that he kind of let the game come to him, and, and I agree with that later in the game. Um, I think defenses are really doing a good job loading up on him, kind of taking away those driving lanes, trying to force him to be a jump shooter. And so Paolo's most effective plays right now come when he gets the ball and he goes. He's not waiting. He's not sizing anyone up. He gets the ball, makes a decision, and goes. And gets to the basket. He can catch defenses off guard that way. He's getting to the foul line, able to get to the rim, able to finish a little bit around around the rim like that. Um, that, to me, is 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 kind of the next phase for Paolo Bancaro. Um, I thought early in the game he was really forcing his offense, trying too hard to get to the basket. Um, but he found his groove, and obviously, getting to the foul line, he scored... He, Made six free throws at the very end of the game in the last seven seconds of the game uh, to clinch this thing. Just a, a, a really, again, what's been impressive to me about Paolo and, and to some extent Franz, they could be really dormant for a good chunk of the game and then they kind of flip a switch and they're able to come alive and they're able to get their, they're able to get to their numbers. They're able to really make an impact and, and you just, you know, sometimes wonder like, okay, where, where was this before? They're both young players learning how to impress themselves in the game, learning when to go for it, when to step, when to step back. And this team is still learning how to get everyone involved uh, offensively uh, with their ball movement. Orlando with 20 assists on 40 field goal makes today, so a good number there um, with with their ball movement. Uh, let's talk about Franz then. 15 points, 6 for 19 shooting, 1 for 6 from deep, 2 for 3 from the foul line, um, 6 rebounds for him. Franz really struggled in this one. Um, you know, he had a nice little spurt in the fourth quarter, was able to get to the basket, um, but I, it feels a little bit like his field goal percentage at the rim is starting to come down to earth a little bit after he was shooting like 63, 64% in November at the rim. Um, if that's coming back down to earth to like 58, 57%, that's still very good, but it's not like the otherworldly that we were seeing earlier. Um, you know, Franz, I think, is still is struggling to, you know, now that Markel's in there, you know, and they're making sure Paolo gets his diet, I think Franz's shot diet has changed a little bit or... or, or his time on the ball is changing a little bit. Um, the Magic really didn't run a lot of high pick and rolls for him in this game. I think that's where they got to get to with him. Um, you know, again, just finding space is is a big deal for him. Um, the Magic need to create some space and, and, and if they want him to be a, a high-level scorer. And that's something that can be difficult with Bull Bull out there. Um, you know, again, it's not that's not a knock on Bull. I think Bull's doing his job offensively especially, but uh, we'll get to him in a sec here. But... Um, but there's definitely a, a, a definitely a space issue um, that's affecting Franz more than any player, um, and, and so I think you know again the, the Magic got to make sure they keep him involved. He's super super important. He's a very very good player, but you know Orlando really hung in this game despite their two best players, their two best offensive players shooting 11 for 32. Um, that that's that's pretty impressive for this team to win the game like that. And again, Franz had a big role in the fourth quarter, helping the Magic kind of get back into the game. Um, Paolo was the one that ended up finishing it in overtime. Let's talk Bull Bull. Um, 20 points, 9 for 14 shooting, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, 3 turnovers, 2 blocks. Really the only player who was pretty good offensively the entire game. Um, Bull is... Bull has a juggernaut offensively, man. Um, just anytime he has open floor, anytime he is out in transition, no one is stopping him. Um, sorry. like, and, and not in a Giannis way, not in like a D. Rose way, but... He's just, no one knows how to deal with him in transition. When he's got a head of steam on him, no one knows what to do with him. When he's able to kind of step into a, a jumper off the dribble or a floater off the dribble, nobody really knows what to do with him. And his offense just continues to be really, really impressive. Um, you know, I, I, 
I am someone who does believe that Bull Bull is not long for the starting lineup, that when the Magic are healthy, he probably comes off the bench. That's a super sixth man right there. That's 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 someone that you can still play starters minutes off the bench, and, and that wouldn't surprise me if that's kind of the idea and kind of the thought the Magic ultimately have with him because he just makes good things happen. Um, that's, that, that's the best way I can describe it. Just good things happen uh, with him out there. Um, I'm, I, I, it, was, it was an impressive game for him on that front. However, the defense was still a bit of a concern. It got better later in the game. I, I think his closeouts were a lot better. I think he was a lot smarter. Um, he wasn't chasing blocks. He was doing a better job sticking to his shooters. But first quarter, third quarter, those two big runs that the Clippers went on that, that really built their lead, he was wandering a little bit, um, getting sucked into the paint. The Clippers were attacking him. They were they were playing the zone to that side of the ball. They were finding Nicholas Batum for three. They were finding all their all their players for three. Um, to me, you know, Bull Bull's defensive awareness still has to improve, it, and, and I hope he understands that. I hope that's that's constructive criticism. Um, but he he still gets sucked in a little bit too much of the paint. Still gets turned around. Um, you know, not just not in the right position to make this make the strong closeout and. That's a team-wide problem. You'll see that where guys will turn around um, instead of sliding their feet to, to keep up with guys or or closing out in a way that they can stay in front of their man instead of having him go around him. Um, that's a problem throughout the roster. That's a young player roster. That's a technique thing that you just got to drill, 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 drill. Um, Bowles really struggling with that on that front. Um, but again, he stepped up his game in the fourth quarter. Everyone played a really good role uh, uh, defensively. And you know, that starting group really struggled early in the game. They closed in overtime. Overtime was Fultz, Wagner, Paolo, Bull, uh, Mo, Mo Wagner. Um, that group closed in overtime. I was a little skeptical of that decision, uh, but it paid off the Magic. You know, the Magic were rewarded for that faith. That's kind of the deal with Markel Fultz here too then. Markel had his worst game for the Magic this season. One point... Four assists, foul trouble with four fouls, three turnovers, missed all four of his shots, was one for two from the foul line. Again, that one point was the one that tied the game, uh, sent it to essentially sent it to overtime. He did have a chance to win the game at the free throw line or put the magic ahead at the free throw line and missed that missed that opportunity, missed the first first free throw, made the second to, to send the game to essentially send the game to overtime. Um Fultz really struggled here. Um, never got into a rhythm because of the foul trouble. Um, you know, really kind of struggled to get his shots. Um, he wasn't overshooting, and I think that's that's an important thing. He knew he didn't have it, um, but made some critical mistakes here and there. Um, just you know, just didn't give the energy that this team needed. And, and I don't know if it was because you know their game plan called for them to do something else. We didn't get a lot of high pick and rolls. We didn't get, a, and again, some of that's the magic. Don't have the screeners for it. Mo, Mo Wagner's not. Mo Wagner is a solid screener, not a great screener. Um, he's not Wendell Carter. Um, you know, Mo Bamba's not a great screener. The Magic don't have a lot of good screeners to kind of spring him free. Would have liked to see maybe a few more Markel Paolo pick and rolls or Markel Franz pick and rolls, but um, just Markel never really got himself going. And, and again, you know, Mosley kind of dismissed it as, you know, he's still getting himself back into, into game shape, you know, just his fifth game back. And, and, and there's certainly some allowance for that. But, um, you know, again, if the Magic get their normal contribution from Markel Fultz, they, they probably win this game easily. It was it was that it was rough for him at times, and, and you expect more from your point guard. The Magic end up shooting forty two point one percent from the floor. That's forty for ninety five, eight for twenty eight from from the three point line. Um, they give up fifteen threes, so they almost get doubled up on threes, and and that's really what kept the clip. That's what put the Clippers in the lead. That's what kept the Clippers in the lead throughout the game because the Clippers made more threes than twos in this game. Fifteen for forty one from beyond the arc. 
That makes them 14 for 54. 14 for 54 on two-pointers. That's why the Magic won this game. The Magic's defense was really good, except for the first quarter three-point shooting and second quarter and, and third quarter three-point shooting. The Clippers did get to line for 26 free throw attempts, but Orlando, this is how Orlando gets, when Orlando gets outshot from the three-point line, Orlando has to do two things uh, to, to make up for it. The first is win the free throw battle. Uh, Magic were 28 for 31 from the line, including 13 for 14 from Paolo Bencaro. The Clippers were 18 for 26. That makes up 10 points right there. So that's 10 points. That's three of those uh, seven threes that the Clippers had. The next thing they have to do is make is win points in the paint. Orlando won the paint 54 to 40. And while they did give up 17 offensive rebounds, LA only had 15 second chance points off that. Orlando actually won that 19 to 15 too. So again, the paint is huge. So again, the two ways the Magic make up for their lack of three-point shooting is points in the paint. They had 54 in this game, 27 for 54. Clippers just 40 on 20 for 37 shooting. And free throws. Magic were 28 of 31. The Clippers 18 for 26. Uh, uh, Steve Clifford used to always say, you have a way to play. This is the Magic's way to play. Score in the paint. Score from the foul line. That's how you make up for your three-point shooting deficiencies. You just have to make sure you're passing and, and, and keeping them honest with some three-pointer with some three-pointers. And again, the Magic have to get some threes to go down to win some of these games. The other big factor in this game, Orlando had 13 turnovers, just seven in the seven after the first quarter. Orlando had six turn had oh, actually six after the first quarter. They had seven turnovers in, in the first quarter. They have just 13 for the game. I think it was 13. I think it was uh, six turnovers after the first quarter for just four LA points. Orlando gets 17 turnovers for 29 points. Again, another big area. The Magic won. That's how you get back in the games. That's how you win blah. That's how you win games pretty comfortably. Again, the three-point shooting is a big detractor right now. Offensive rebounds still a pretty big detractor, but Orlando doing a lot of other things well to make up for that, showing that that margin for error isn't as small as we think. They just have to do, you know, again, there's four or five things the Magic have to do. They got to do two or three of them. They got to do three or four of them to really have a chance to win these games. The Orlando Magic defeat the LA Clippers 116-111 to in overtime. They'll be back in action Friday at home against the Toronto Raptors. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search or tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your next listen. The Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good to do for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Nicole Frost. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 